0: You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey.
1: Hello. Hey, Hey, Megan. Hey, everybody. We're back from spring break. Yes I know we're so we're maybe a little bit rusty I've enjoyed having the break and right now is actually the real spring break for my kids so we're recording during the day today it's sunny hopefully you all got some fun family time on Easter that's like kind of a new thing this year with vaccines and all of that did you guys have a good Easter?
0: We did yeah we um every my whole family basically is vaccinated and mm-hmm. so we were able to actually gather and have a brunch which was like I'm so tired from hosting and socializing which I have not done like in a year and like not having to worry about anything it was amazing but just like crazy that I, I still feel like I did something wrong you know <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah how about Same. You?
1: Yeah, same here. We um, we hosted at our house, which was nice because we have like a big yard. So we did a big um, Easter egg hunt for the cousins, which it, it was just two cousins and my sister in law, my in laws, and um, my mom and her husband. So it was still like a smallish group, but yeah, most almost all the adults are vaccinated, um, and the kids were like all quarantined anyway. So we felt comfortable this year. It was so it was so great. Like it just. I kept being like, "Oh my gosh, this feels like real life again." Like it's yeah. something that I think we totally took for granted before, and then now that it's been an entire year of holidays that we've all missed out on, it just felt amazing. I could have hung out with them all day long, but yeah. The, but the fun hangover is real. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm physically sore today from like standing up and cooking cuz I haven't done that in so long for that many people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I I just was thinking, like, Easter was the first
0: holiday that we weren't able to celebrate Mm -hmm. because of COVID. And, like, I just was reflecting on last year and how hard it was because I'm, like, so into traditions. And that was just, like, I know for everyone, just heartbreaking. And then now it was the first holiday that we did get to celebrate safely Mm -hmm. as, like, normal Which is crazy. The whole year. I also saw this thing on TikTok that was like, so what are we doing now that the vaccines are out? Like, are we judging people for gathering without masks still? Or like, what what are we doing? It was kind of a joke, but it was kind of funny. Because before, like, I'll be the first to admit, if I saw you hanging with people without a
1: mask, I was like, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's still really awkward. We've even had a few like family moments where we're like, okay like do we hug you yet are we not like can we come close like do we wear masks it's so weird and it's been I mean even having been through this for a year we still haven't physically been with people so that that whole like yeah mask um etiquette and whatever (laughs) is pretty new but I think there's just so many people getting vaccinated that everyone's feeling a little more relaxed about it and more protected so yeah exactly it's crazy real life is coming back hopefully
0: by 4th of july like biden's saying but um yeah we can talk about that another time we have some other big stuff to talk about before we get into the episode
1: yes if you guys
0: missed our announcement last week was it last week yeah Yeah, was it just a couple days ago i don't even know it's all blurring (laughs) together if you missed our announcement then you heard it here first Mickey and I have been offered the opportunity to be co-authors for a freaking book. A real, legitimate book that is on Amazon, in Target, on Kindle. Like, an awesome, awesome book that we're going to be
1: published authors together. And we are freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. We um, met the publisher i guess like the the main author um we went on her podcast and she's like oh i love you guys like this is great you'd be awesome to get together and you guys could help write this book or whatever and we're like okay yeah like are being polite whatever and then we she actually contacted us like within a week i feel like it was really quick and we're wait. like wait a minute what like she really cares about what we have to say and wants us to be involved so so flattering, so exciting, like a huge dream for both of us. So yeah, I can't, I like still want to pinch myself. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy. So in, by
0: end of summer, we're going to be published authors, which mm-hmm. is just like a dream come true. Amazing. And the book is actually going to be so on brand for us because it's talking about balancing parenting with your work life. So, like being boss ladies with babies. And it's a series that's called the Millennials Guides to, and there's a bunch of different millennial guides. And so, um, we're not exactly sure on the title quite yet. I think we're still kind of playing around with the wording of the title, but it will be something about Millennials Guide to Balancing Work Life with Parenting.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, we're going to be co authors, and there is one other. Person who's coming in and being a co-author with us on this book, and yeah, by end of end of summer, it sounds like it will be out. But the topic of the book really inspired our topic for this episode today, so we're super excited just to kind of chat about all things millennial.
1: Yeah, yeah. So before we dive into all that, let's let's do our highs and lows real quick, and then dive in. Perfect. Yeah. Do
0: you want to go first?
1: (laughs) Ah, I don't know (laughs) I'll go first I'll go first okay um let's see my high would definitely have to be Easter I mean we already talked about that but that was a huge I mean you can't top that being able to spend time with your family there's nothing better especially after like a year long drought of loneliness so that was huge um my low is um it's been like I think, like, two weeks now, um, a kid in my son's kindergarten class tested positive for COVID. So that was, like, just, I don't want to say terrifying, because I wasn't, like, really worried about it, but just a big, like, reality kind of check. Because we've gotten pretty comfortable, and we're like, okay, like, I've heard of people getting COVID, but I don't really know anyone that's tested positive or anything like that in our little bubble. Um, so to get that phone call from the nurse, it's like, Hey, just so you know, someone tested positive. So the whole class had to go on quarantine. My son, like, I've never stayed in my house this many days in a row, like got groceries delivered and dropped off, like did not leave. Like, I was like, okay, I don't want to take the risk of, you know, him giving it to someone if he did get it. Um, which really, I think the chances of someone, even if they did go to school with it like actually transferring it with the masks and the distancing I think is pretty low um but still so but we took him to get tested he came back negative um we're all good now but it was just like oh it was bad timing I found out like at their parent teacher conferences at school so I was like okay I guess we're finishing this and going home and not coming back for a while he missed his first week of t-ball practice it was just like oh man seriously like of course the timing I mean there's never a good time but yeah,
0: yeah. never a so, good time for
1: COVID <laughs> right but yeah so that was a little frustrating but it it turned out fine and after spring break they get to go back and yeah as, as far as I know the kid that tested positive is healthy like he didn't get sick sick or anything that's so good. yeah that's good yeah that's like a scary reminder that hey COVID is still
0: here and you know oh man yeah that's that's very scary oh, yeah. I'm glad everyone's good though yeah yeah, yeah me too Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. So my high is you guys, I got my first COVID vaccine and I get my second one on Thursday. So that's super exciting. I was really, really nervous to get it, but I did it. And it was like, honestly, it felt like a movie, a scene you'd see in a movie. I drove my car into the Tacoma Dome and there's just like rows of cars all around me with people directing and they just come over to you and open your car door and you put your arm out and they just give you a shot right there with everyone else around you just getting shots. (laughs) And like, it was pretty like it just happened really fast. It was like kind of terrifying, but awesome. And then they have you drive over to another parking lot and sit there for 15 minutes to make sure you're fine and then send you on your way. So that was kind of crazy. Um, I get my second one on Thursday, like I said. And so I had my husband take Friday off work cause I'm wondering if I'm going to be sick. Like part of me kind of hopes I'm sick because then I'll feel like it actually was really working. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was a high I'm like, I'm not really going to change how I live my life that much because I'm vaccinated, but still just like having it and knowing that I'm helping other people and protecting people makes me feel really happy. Um, My low is, so the real estate market is insane right now, which is not the low part of this. I have been busier with real estate than I have been in a long time. Last week was the most intense real estate week of my entire career. That's all good too, not the low. Um, It's extremely hard for buyers right now. And I have these amazing clients that we've just had a roller coaster of a situation happen with this one house that they were in love with. We, we made it to top two of 27 offers. That's how intense it is. 27 offers. Anyway, didn't get that one. Finally got them a house. That's great. The low part of this is though. Oh, I should also say I had a listing that came on that went pending in less than 24 hours. Just (laughs) insane. So the low part of this though is that all real estate agents out there are really feeling how intense it is and they're all being super big jerks like not all of them (laughs) but a majority of them are being super big jerks like I've been getting yelled at left and right for things that I just like should not be getting yelled at and it has been like very frustrating and I'm trying to you know just think to myself like everybody's under a lot of stress it's really hard out there But, like, when my listing went pending, an agent called me the next day and, like, chewed me out because she had to basically, like, save her relationship with her client. And I'm, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm trying to help my clients. I don't know what to tell you. And just, yeah, buyer's agents have been super rude. It's just been, like, it's been hard. So, if you are talking to a real estate agent give them some grace and also if you are a real estate agent like let's just all give each other grace because it has been it's been really really tense out there
1: oh my gosh
0: (laughs) but yeah but it's okay i mean it won't be like this forever but yeah yeah, it's just it's it's like the wild wild west out there like (laughs) it's like not fun anymore
1: it's just intense (laughs) oh man well congratulations on Your listing, that's huge. Yeah, Yeah. that is huge.
0: Yep. Oh my gosh, yeah. So just be nice to your fellow agents out there. We're all in this together. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that. Anyway. Okay, well, we will get into the main meat of our episode, which sounds disgusting to say. I wish I did not say that. (laughs) Our main point of our episode, right after this short break.
0: Boss Lady, we want to support you and your business on our show. So we're rolling out a new segment where we will be highlighting Boss Ladies in our community by running an ad for your
1: business. The Toddler Labs subscription box is the most comprehensive educational and developmental subscription box on the market for ages two to five. Each box features four to five engaging, hands-on activities focusing on fine motor skills, early literacy, mathematical concepts, and more. Each box also comes with a book and printable worksheets. You can find out more at thetoddlerlab.com or on Facebook or Instagram under at thetoddlerlab. Please use the code FRIENDSPLUSFAM for 15% off of your first three boxes.
0: If you're interested in us promoting you on our show, send us an email and let's get bossy. All right, I'm so excited for this episode and in case you weren't listening at the beginning or just for an excuse for us to say it again, <laughs> we are co-authoring a book. <laughs> That's
1: yes. never going to get old. It's never going to get old oh yeah you better believe i mentioned it multiple times over easter just like published author coming even though i'm not published yet but we're getting there and that's
0: you know my book deal my book deal my book
1: deal (laughs) Uh, so get used to it ladies but yeah so this book i'm I think is going to be so cool and really different. Um, as we mentioned earlier, it's part of a series, the millennial guides. And um, we thought it would be nice to take this week to talk about being a millennial a little bit, because I feel like sometimes getting like being a millennial can get kind of a bad rap. And it's just like kind of a word that has a lot of like stereotypes with it. And um, I just thought we should talk about it a little bit today. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So first, I thought we should figure out what exactly is a millennial. So I looked it up because I'm like, you know, is this person a millennial? Like, aren't they a little young? What is it like exactly? So technically, millennials are born between 1981 to 1996. That's the general um, accepted years for a millennial. So we are right, right in there, in firmly in there <laughs> yeah. um so it says most millennials are the children of baby baby boomers and early gen xers so nice yep yeah
0: like we're actually kind of older millennials which is I well i guess not i guess we're kind of smacked out in there i'm older to mid,
1: oh, mid um yeah.
0: and just quickly can we talk about the fight between millennials and gen z just really quick Yes. because oh, yeah. it's really getting to me you guys like I was trying <laughs> to get dressed this weekend to you know actually socialize and all I have are skinny jeans and I actually ordered some new jeans from American Eagle mm-hmm. their mom jeans shout out to American Eagles mom jeans because they're everything I got them on Easter morning I was so excited and I was like I don't know if I can get hip with this but I got they were like the relaxed cropped super high-waisted and when I pulled Mm. them out my husband was like what are those (laughs) those look ridiculous I put them on and they were so
1: cute oh and I don't
0: know if like I hate skinny jeans now because like I'm just it's just getting shoved down my throat from every ad and everything everywhere I look nobody's wearing skinny jeans anymore which they are but like I don't know or if I just maybe have never liked them I don't know but I got these new jeans and I'm I'm doing it I'm going
1: in. That's big. That's a big deal. I have like firmly just accepted my millennial fashion status. I cannot do a middle part. I it guys, I feel like that's an unfair like fashion thing to put on people because either you look good with the middle part or you look terrible with the middle part. And I can't change my face shape. It can't look good. There's nothing I can do about it. It's not fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I've embraced it. I mean, not only if I wanted to get rid of the skinny jeans, would it mean I have to go pants shopping, which is terrifying enough for me to just like, I'll just stick with what I have. Yeah. Yeah. I think I needed a pants shop anyway, but it's just funny. Like, it's
0: just funny how the subconscious works. It's just like, now I feel like, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I have to be younger, like a Gen Z, but like just the trend of fashion changing, it's just so weird. And you know, we were talking about it with my mom and she's like, well, I don't care. I'm wearing skinny jeans no matter what. And it's like, it's different for us as millennials, because we have never been the old generation. Like this is the first time that somebody is coming up younger than us and saying like, you're old now. And that hasn't happened to us before. And, you know, thinking about like laughing about the, like, old moms or whatever that used to wear, like, Hollister or American Eagle or whatever and, like, how it kind of always just looked like they were trying too hard because it's, like, you're too old to really be wearing that, just, you right. know, and now we're that? Are we that? But <laughs> <Like, laughs> at don't... the end of the day, like, we should all... Like, who cares how old you are or what you're wearing? Like, we should all just be wearing whatever we're comfortable wearing and, like, honestly, who cares how old you are? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm also the weird thing to me is I feel like I always assumed that our generation would grow up and stay cool. Like, mm-hmm. cause I feel like the generations before us, like their music tastes and stuff were drastically different. Like we grew up listening to some like hardcore <laughs> stuff that like our parents did not listen to. Like, what are you listening to cover your ears? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Like we grew up with that. And so we're already like, I feel like it's a little cooler in that sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever your music taste.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then, yeah, with the fashion and everything, I don't know. I never expected us to them to be like, no, <laughs> like I, know. Guys, I don't want to hear about boy bands anymore. I know. What? Are you What's serious? <laughs> <party>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird. It it's weird getting getting old and being told that you're getting old.
0: Like, yeah, that's, that's the hardest part. I think is being told that you're getting old. Yeah. Yeah, Cause like I said, who cares? Wear what you want, wear what you want, wear what you want.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. I kind of wanted to talk about all of these like industries that millennials have killed because I feel like, again, I just kind of think of millennials as being kind of like this new age of adults because there's still a lot of us becoming adults now, or I guess, you know, very young adults. Um, And we're like, I think a majority of the workforce right now, I would think that, you know, that age chunk, um, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that we do differently now from when our parents were, you know, the, the adult generation. So I got a list of some things that um, apparently millennials are killing the industries of, and I thought we could talk about them and talk Mm -hmm. about why, because I also heard just that there's like a stereotype that... Millennials are, like, really narcissistic and, like, I don't know, think they're, they're too good for a lot of things. Or maybe lazy. I read a lot of, like, people thinking that they're lazy. So, I'm excited to um, debunk those myths because I completely disagree. Yes. Ooh, I like this. Okay, I'm yeah. so excited. Okay. So, the first thing was cereal. So, apparently, Millennials are just buying a lot less cereal. And one of the, like, ideas they, I'm going to say they, I don't know, the boomers had for why they think we're not using cereal is I actually heard that they think that it's too much work for millennials because they're going to have to wash a bowl and a spoon afterwards and that's just too much work. So, (laughs) really, I honestly think that it's just because I I feel like, like, health food-wise, we there's just so much more information out there now so people are just a lot more health conscious and sorry I don't want to eat like a bowl of sugar for breakfast every day that's like a yeah we know now and you can't go back once you know
0: yeah I agree and I feel like like as far as inconvenient with cooking goes like I feel like millennials are like if anything like much more bougie in the kitchen like yeah yeah, maybe we found like quick convenient things but also like we'll take time to cut open and slice up an avocado right to get a perfect avocado toast like that's a lot harder than pouring a bowl of cereal you know what I'm saying like I think just like I would say that there's probably a large portion of millennials who don't drink milk like regular cow milk and just like don't eat high fructose corn syrup so bye cereal yeah
1: (laughs) yep yeah (laughs) don't let the door hit you on the way out um the next thing involving food um was casual dining so apparently there's been a really big decline in sit-down restaurants more like like chain style restaurants i would say not just because of covid because of that <laughs> of course but that there's just a lot less people due to the millennials going out and sitting down and eating dinner more often and so one point that was made is that in general i think millennials were still looked at that we're all so in debt for the most part. Like millennials have so much student loan debts. The housing market is insane. Like we just don't have as much money to spend on going out to eat as much. And when we do, again, that health focus comes into play. And not everyone wants to go to Applebee's. Like if you're going to go out to a date night maybe save up and they're wanting to go to more like local places or a little more like upscale health food places or there's like a big increase in like convenient health food like locally sourced like chipotle kind of restaurants Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. are like healthier fresh ingredients that kind of thing um which totally makes sense because even i'm not super health food conscious or anything but we don't even go out and eat at like chain restaurants very often at all besides red robin like for birthdays (laughs) and stuff that's about it yeah
0: well like pre-pandemic if I was going to go out and spend money I would rather spend it at like a mom and pop type restaurant Mm -hmm. and I do think that millennials are pretty fiscally responsible and I don't know if it's like because how our parents raised us to be that way or if it is because of like student loan debt and the housing market and all of that but i do feel like millennials are pretty conscious about their money and where it's going and making sure that it's going somewhere meaningful
1: mm-hmm.
0: and also like if you can have a easily make a charcuterie board with a bottle of wine at home like sometimes that's yeah. way more fun than going out for casual dining i don't know so mm-hmm. i could definitely see not anything to do with the money thing even necessarily but just being like i don't know but i've been home for so long
1: at this point i don't know maybe, <laughs> maybe if we talked about this a year ago i'd have a different opinion <laughs> yeah. yeah i know it's a hard time to go through these because i'm like okay can't blame millennials for killing these things because covid has destroyed everything so right. <laughs> Ugh. um next was department stores so how, let's let you go first on this what do you think about like department store shopping do you do a lot of department store shopping? Did you? Before the pandemic, before the pandemic, I
0: think I did before the pandemic. Yeah. I, I, because I like, I like to try things on before I buy them, because I have such a weird, like my body's like eighty-five percent legs. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes sense to try stuff on, but but like now I don't think I'll ever try something on again because yeah. I because of COVID. So pre-pandemic, I did basically no clothing shopping online Mm -hmm. uh now almost 90 percent of my clothing shopping is online
1: yeah 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 i i also had never bought clothes online i've done some but i had a bad experience shopping for dresses pre-pandemic trying to find a white dress (laughs) is insanely impossible in washington because it's like never nice (laughs) enough to wear a white dress um so ordering mm-hmm. stuff on Amazon and then returning it, which it's all so convenient. Even that mm-hmm. like doing that is so convenient. Um Yeah. But, everything's convenient. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think another, like I'm not a big department store shopper because I'm cheap. <laughs> I'm like, I'll say it. I'm too, <laughs> I'm way too cheap to go into Macy's. I'm not going to go in there to buy anything. There has been an, an increase I saw in cheaper stores, like doing like TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Ross, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. Just because again, like with the money debt issue for millennials, I guess they're either spending less on clothing or they're wanting that money to go towards more like sustainable clothing and Mm -hmm. um, organic fabrics and that kind of thing. Um, And more even like thrift shopping because it's more, you know, recycled, better for the environment, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So I have noticed a lot of like bigger department stores going out of business even the past like few years like Kmart mm. and Sears are gone um yeah. I'm sure there's more I don't even know of right now but yeah well even um before the pandemic like you'll
0: find in, if you're shopping in the store there's not a lot to choose from like most yeah. it's very hard to find anything in the store all the good stuff's online it feels like yeah. um but I do have to just say express has been an amazing place to order clothes online. They always have like huge sales, really high quality clothing. I know this episode is not about that, but I just <laughs> have to give them a little shout out because that's where I've been ordering a lot of my clothes online from. And they're like really, really nice, uh, great company.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that's awesome.
1: okay, I, like <laughs> I am giving shout outs to all these American Eagle Express. have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been shopping a lot recently. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, funny. Um, Okay next is luxury goods. So I'm not sure exactly what qualifies as a luxury good but I would think like nice cars like maybe jewelry that kind of thing. Um, It said 72% of millennials prefer to spend money on experiences rather than items and they're doing a lot more renting of things than actually buying it and that's everything they have like the higher end clothing rentals now you can rent the runway that kind of thing um prom dresses you know wedding dresses you can rent all of that stuff now which is crazy to me like I never would have thought to do before yeah that's yeah that's amazing that you
0: can do all that I 100% am on board with the experiences instead of items like for years now my husband and I do gifts for each other as experiences rather than like physical gifts for birthdays excuse me Christmas everything we love to do experiences together and I think like maybe some of this has to do with now that millennials are getting older like there's so many there's only so many gifts you can give before it's like well what do I get you now like let's just go do something fun instead I don't know but I yeah I personally really would rather spend money on an experience
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even as a parent, like, I don't know, I feel like maybe when we were kids, one, there wasn't as m- much variety in toys. Right. Like, there just weren't as many options as there are now. They were mm-hmm. maybe a little better quality, especially for generations before us. Like, wood toys, like real wood, stuff that's yeah. going to last, like, forever. And now the market is just so saturated with disposable plastic garbage mm-hmm. like really there's so much my kids have so many toys that have just broke and they're not like super rough kids either yeah, or yeah they're just things like oh these little things are fun for you know a month and then out of sight out of mind kind of thing and there's just there's not as much value placed on belongings anymore because they're just there's so much you could buy for cheap and it's just mm-hmm. not as meaningful and convenient so, readily available
0: yeah. just like I mean, you have an idea and it will be at your doorstep the next day. Like it's just yeah. not. Yeah,
1: it's not as meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, so I really like the experiences thing. I think as our kids get older, I want to mm-hmm. go more that way with their gifts too because yeah, we're I feel like we're also very like nostalgic sentimental bunch and yeah. making memories is so much more important than mm-hmm. filling closets. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, let's see. The next is cable TV, which oh, hi, <laughs> I, I know I'm like, you are welcome if we're killing that industry because it's what a racket, right? Like, there's so many streaming services available now, like, so many coming out that I don't even know about. Um, but it's cheap, like, yeah, it's so cheap to so be able cheap. to, even if you just have Netflix, like, that's. So much of your life on demand, right there for like what nine bucks a month or something? Yeah, or if that's yeah. what it was. I don't even know yeah, what it I, is I
0: think now. It's like, I think it's about that much too. Subscribe. Yeah. Like the subscriptions are real though. I have no idea. Just money comes out. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have to say though, like, did we kill Blockbuster? Because
1: I'm like pretty upset about that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I. <laughs> maybe i don't want to personally like take responsibility no. for that but i mean you can't beat the convenience of netflix even when it was them mailing you dvds that's so much more convenient unless you live behind blockbuster which right? we both did <laughs> for a minute to, that was pretty
0: cool <laughs> no but, but like just remember like go out uh, like family movie night and you like uh, you go to blockbuster as a family and you each get to pick out a movie and just like how, like, how fun and special that was. And now you just sit on your bus scrolling through. No, no. Seen it. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. A yeah. So, true. I'm really sorry if we
1: killed Blockbuster.
0: <laughs>
1: Bring it back. <laughs> know. And really DVDs in general. Like, when's right? the last time you bought a DVD? Yeah. Ne- never. And now we have, like, <laughs> binders full of DVDs that we've had. And I'm like, what are we even going to do with these? I can watch all of this. On Netflix and I don't have yeah. to get out of bed and put in a disc <laughs> like, and CDs too yeah. like oh, oh yeah.
0: man I know oh,
1: it's like yeah. good and bad it's you know <sighs> I have to say with CDs um I remember for like my husband's birthday or something and it was only like maybe two or three years ago um I was like okay oh there's this new Drake CD or er, out CD coming out I'm gonna yeah. go get him the actual CD. And so I like went into Best Buy and I'm like looking around and I like had to find a salesperson and I was like, Hey, where are the CDs? And he's like, uh, the like blank CDs. And I'm like, no, you know, like music CDs. And I was like, uh, yeah, music. And he was basically Like we don't, he looked at me like I was crazy and was like, yeah, we don't carry those like CDs with music on them. I was like, what? I left and I was like devastated because one, I felt like I was 90 years old. I was like, (laughs) how did an entire like industry move out of that store without me knowing? You just just don't don't have them now? That's so weird. So where do you you get a CD? Online? I don't think you do. Now you just buy the album, like, digitally. Like, I've bought two Taylor Swift albums (laughs) during quarantine and just downloaded Mm -hmm. it to my phone. And you get, like, ten downloads or whatever. So you can put it on your computer, put it on a jump drive. Which, like, cars nowadays mostly have, like, a USB port. You can just plug that in. I mean, it's more convenient. But then you don't get, like, the little book with, like, the lyrics and the stuff in it. I love that. And, like...
0: It's got to be hard for artists then, because like for me, I'm not gonna download a CD when I could just listen to Pandora or Spotify, true, and hear their music, right? Like, yeah. oh man, oh, that's another one. Rest in peace,
1: CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always have in sync. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. We can go through the next ones, kind of, kind of more yeah. quickly. But there's um, like American cheese just <laughs> because now we know that it's gross and we but got these with bologna and craft single sandwiches we know what it is no thanks yeah um,
0: Wait, quickly I have to say it's so funny um they say like millennials love charcuterie boards so much because we grew up on uh what are lunchables? those you lunchables yeah I'm like that's so true that's so funny <laughs> yeah yeah I
1: love the I crap we like-
0: put in our bodies in the 90s though the crap we put in our bodies that our parents fed us because we didn't know any better. Oh yeah. my gosh. Like yeah. chemical toxins all day, every day. I know. But it's I'm like, okay, days,
1: well, look where we are. I think we're still we're fine. Well. I think maybe we're like semi preserved on the inside. Maybe. <laughs> like all those preservatives. Like we're going to be okay. <laughs> uh, the other thing was beer. So there's like a little rise in micro beers, but. For or microbrews, but for the most part, spirits and wine has gone up a lot. And there, I think that's because there are so many food allergies, food sensitivities. Like, could it gluten? be from the chemicals we put in our bodies all throughout the 90s? I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> gluten intolerance, like that mixes out most beer. So, that would be a huge hit. And there's so many more allergies now, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I think, I mean,
0: I do think like millennials really love the micro brews. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I don't, it's just like a a trendy thing. I don't really know why, Um, but yeah, I definitely think like, especially like for the mom generation of millennials, like the wine cult, like the mommy wine culture is a huge, Mm -hmm. huge deal, which we've been talking about doing a podcast episode on that for a long time. Um, And then Also, like, ciders, I think, are a really big deal for people who don't want to drink wine or hard A, so they kind of go more towards the ciders. But I
1: just feel like
0: millennials are good at, like, making things, like, really trendy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. so, too. Like, picking something and making it go. Yeah. And I also read that, in general, millennials drink less than... Mm. Former generations, what? which I thought was really interesting. That was is like, interesting,
0: isn't it? Not like, the ones I know drink all the time. Like, I feel like that's, yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Huh, interesting. I,
1: don't, I don't know if that one's true or not. Um, yeah, so there's a few other little things like diamonds, pet food. We're making our own pet food. Who cares about diamonds? Blood diamonds, like, yeah. we have you know better things to do with our money than buy diamonds, I guess. Um, but the big thing that I thought we should talk about is marriage and parenthood Mm. because apparently there's a lot of millennials that aren't getting married. Um, which is a huge change obviously from generations past so it said only 44% of millennials were married and this was in 2019 back in the good old days (laughs) (laughs) so compared with 53% of Gen Xers 61% of boomers and 81% of the the silent generation which is the generation before that um, at a comparable age so that's not surprising to me at all I have theories about this I mean yeah they used people like I think my great-grandparents were married when they were like 14 like the women they got got married so I think 15 when they got married Yeah, yeah yeah which is crazy we're just all as a generation kind of waiting on that stuff I feel like we have such a bigger emphasis on like education and careers especially I feel like growing up like, college or a career was shoved down our throats from the time we were, like, in middle school. It's like, where are you going to go to college? What are you going to do? What are you going to be? I'm, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know, like, (laughs) what I'm going to do tomorrow. That's a lot of pressure. But after having that so ingrained and that being so important, like, of course, most of us are actually using that education or that like job experience and actually working and putting time into that before we settle down and have kids and families right. and get married and all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I mean, I agree. what do they expect? I feel like, um,
0: it also just like, it's a, our dynamics are so different. Cause you got married pretty young. You guys were 23, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I got married when I was 28, which mm-hmm. like my mom got married when she was 20. And I all or no, she was 19. Sorry, she had me when she was 20. And so I grew up my whole childhood, like wanting to be like married super young and be like a super young mom, which then like I got older and I got into my career and I just like it just came later than what I thought. But then even people who are younger millennials than us are waiting even longer than like Mm -hmm. So, like, I was 28, which I felt was kind of old, but it's, it wasn't, like, no. at all. People are yeah. waiting until they're in their 30s to get married. And then, I know we're going to get into the children topic, too, but having children later and later, too. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like getting married and having children so young that you're, like, different for a millennial? Because, I mean, I feel like right. in our generation, millennials, we're still getting married pretty young.
1: Yeah. Like, our yeah.
0: generation, millennials. Mm-hmm. Well, That doesn't make right. sense, I guess. Our but like would the you older
1: call? half, yeah, the old yeah. yeah,
0: right. Like, I feel like it was still kind of like this was this is more of a recent development because when I got married at 28, I felt like I was getting married old,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know, I I think one part of me thinks that. I think as we were growing up, there was a huge um, rate of divorce. Mm -hmm. Like that was kind of when the the big divorce boom, like it was happening. And now it's like 50% of people end up divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that kind of made me more of like a romantic and wanting that kind of thing for myself. So um, I just happened to meet my husband early and happened to, you know, it just kind of worked out that way. Um, But there's definitely part of me that's watched my other friends that did wait and have done more you know independent things and traveled and you know have these amazing careers and that kind of thing that I definitely missed out on having gone the other route mm-hmm. um but I'm glad I it turned out the way it did like I'm happy yeah. with
0: where we're at oh, and yeah like
1: but- if I would have met right. Quentin sooner like I
0: told like yeah. I wished that I would have gotten married younger just yeah. because that's what I saw like mm-hmm. my whole life growing up and 28 like I said felt like I felt like oh my gosh I'm so old to be getting married now my sister's getting married at 29 and that's like totally on on trend with what the rest of her friend Mm -hmm. group is doing if not even older Mm -hmm. it's just weird how how much it's changed even just within the same generation it's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And now that I'm 33, looking back, I'm like, who let me get married at 23? (laughs) Like, I know 23 year olds right now. And like, that's an adult decision to make. I like to think that maybe like, we're also maybe pickier about our partners. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's so much like, for a lot of these things, these issues that we're talking about, like with millennials, I just feel like there's so much more education available to us like information I should say more information Mm -hmm. and our worlds are just so much bigger than they Mm -hmm. have been for any other generation I can tell you what half of my high school class is doing right now like what their kids names are even whether we were friends or not thanks to social media in the past I would know like my three friends and that's it and I would only know what's going on in my little circle I would have no idea about all these other lifestyles and world problems and like everything health issues like the world is just so much bigger to us and I feel like that is what has contributed so much to us being such a like I want to say like sensitive and progressive generation
0: yeah I do think yeah we're very sensitive we're very
1: sensitive generation and I don't
0: personally think that's a bad thing right I think I mean I I feel like we're extremely emotionally intelligent which is a skill that is not just like natural for people. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that's something that I feel like millennials had, they just had to learn how to be that way because the world was changing so rapidly around us Mm -hmm. that we had to learn how to be that way. And I I would say like majority of millennials are pretty in tune with that kind of stuff. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. definitely.
0: Yep. Yep. I know Um, it is like, I feel like sometimes just I just kind of been like tiptoeing around what I'm saying a bit too, because things are continuing to change so quickly around us. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to like, I just want to make sure that I'm not upsetting any millennials or like anybody who's listening. Like, you know, it's, you have to be so careful because things really are changing so quickly. And with that comes, People being sensitive, just like we all are. And so I think just as long as we all continue to have open minds and like are just aware of the things that we say and do, Mm
1: -hmm. then
0: that will, you know, that's helpful. But
1: Yeah, I just saw a meme on Facebook the other day that was like, are we really that, like, easily offended or sensitive or whatever? Or are we, as a generation, just, like, not putting up with crap anymore? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're going to speak out if you're doing something kind of racist. Like, that stuff's not okay anymore. I mean, it never was, but we're more comfortable speaking out about it and, Mm -hmm. like, surrounding ourselves with communities that are like-minded and comfortable, you know, speaking out even about like mental health issues, mm-hmm. you know, racism, sexism, all of that kind of stuff, genders, yeah. everything.
0: Yeah. And, and I, just, I think like, if we weren't such an emotionally intelligent and aware and sensitive generation, mm-hmm. like we, I don't know, maybe just cause I am a millennial, but I feel like millennials are really taking, like taking the charge on speaking up and especially mm-hmm. like with everything in the pandemic, just like, taking the charge of being really socially responsible and being really, really anti-racist and just leading the way for that, that it's okay to speak up and it's okay to like put yourself out there, even if people don't agree with you. And I, I don't know, do you think, do you think I just think that cause I am a millennial or do you like you're a millennial too? So it's hard to say, but do you feel like we've kind of led the charge on that?
1: It certainly seems that way. And I think, I mean, we've been basically given such a big stage. Like, anyone can go online and write what they want and 500 of your closest friends and relatives and whoever you've ever met hear and see what you're thinking and what you're believing in. So spreading those messages is, I feel like, so easy now Mm -hmm. that it's just kind of second nature and I I'm proud of our generation for being able to take that opportunity and like that ability and use it for good yeah it's not always good yeah exactly like we've we've all worked so hard to build these
0: like platforms and grow Mm -hmm. followers and you know get our names out there and have people know who we are and it's like this 2020 proved that it wasn't for vanity only right because now all of us with platforms are able to come on here and say this isn't okay, this person said this, that's not okay, you're doing this and it's not okay, and we have these platforms that we can actually say that, like I think back to last May when we did our podcast Blackout, Mm -hmm. and I mean, in what world would we be able to just get on a microphone and put a message out there that we are anti-racist and we do not support anybody who condones this kind of behavior Mm -hmm. to an audience of people, like, yeah. It's crazy that we're able to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It's
1: pretty cool. Go millennials. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Got way off topic there. <laughs>
0: I just noticed <laughs> I was like kind of tiptoeing around some things. And, you know, we just want to be just really sensitive to each other because we are sensitive and emotionally
1: intelligent and aware. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're really empathetic. Like, I. Mm-hmm. I can put myself in other people's shoes because I get a glimpse into their life through social media every day. I understand. I mean, I obviously won't know what it's really like, but I can understand, Hey, this thing would affect this person. And it's, I feel like it's a lot easier to care about issues that don't specifically relate to you when you Mm -hmm. can actually put a face to it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. I like that. Yeah. Okay, well, we can kind of wrap it up because, I mean, there, we could go on and on yes, and also. We like, we're just <laughs> such a good generation, right? I know. <laughs> um, and, yeah, having children, we kind of already touched on that. A lot of people just waiting later in life, you know, yeah. f- finding a partner to begin with can take a while. Um, building up those careers and that education, all that can kind of push, you know, push it back. And, our, I mean, I don't know. Health wise and like physically, what difference that makes. Um, having kids later, I I remember just my my mother in law specifically often mentions like that's why you have kids when you're young because kids are <laughs> freaking exhausting. Like I think about having a baby right now, and I'm like, I'm so, I just feel so tired. Like I cannot imagine doing that again right now. But I started having kids pretty. I mean, Mm -hmm. not young in olden terms, but right now seem like pretty young. So,
0: yeah, yeah, Yeah. I love. So my sister is five years younger than me. And like just watching her and her friend group and like the trajectory of their life. It's really cool to see because they're all, you know, going to be in their thirties and kids are something that is still in the future, like horizon for them. And for us, I feel like we were really taught or it was just like social norm. You have like 10 years to find a partner, figure out your career, have babies, and then basically your life's over. Like do that in 10 years or like, you don't qualify as a woman or whatever. Like that's really what it felt like for so long. Like you have to cr- cramp this all into 10 years of your life or too bad. And I feel like that has just been shattered now. And it's so, it's just like a liberating feeling. Cause I'm 33. I had Nora when I was 30, I was about to turn 31. And you know, we want at least one more kid we think, but we're not hundred percent certain yet and like when that's going to happen and I feel like that pressure has been taken off of me so much because for so long I was like I got to be done having kids by the time I'm 30 or you know whatever and we don't now and it's just like we can breathe like we as women can breathe again because there is no and and also I feel like for women who don't want to have kids that used to be like oh well do you have kids oh why not and that's—I feel like that's becoming less and less of a thing too. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you don't want to have kids? That's great for you, like, amazing. And I applaud that because you don't have to have kids. Like, you just don't. So,
1: yeah,
0: yeah I love—I love how that's shifting.
1: Yeah, I do too. There's so much that you can do in your life before, like, dreaming all the things I could have been doing before I had kids. But yeah, now there's women like in their forties having kids, and it's like a normal thing. What? And I growing up and being like oh my gosh like who was it like Janet Jackson's pregnant and she's 45 or whatever and it was like this big crazy scientific miracle kind of thing and now it's like not even a big deal at all
0: yeah now the doctors need to get on board and stop calling 35 a geriatric pregnancy (laughs) because (laughs) that just is like I feel attacked by even hearing that (laughs) so let's get on board doctors like change the name at least
1: yeah yeah (sighs) (sighs) cool okay i think we can wrap up our millennial talk i think those are good points but i to sum it up yes there are probably a lot of industries being impacted by our generation's choices as adults and you're welcome because a lot of those should have gone probably a long time before us so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and gen z even though we're in a fight right now I have high hopes for what you guys are gonna do. You know, I really do. So we'll just sit back and be the old ladies watching you continue yeah. our legacy. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we love Gen Z just as much. Oh, yeah. it's just it's fun. It's a fun fight. It is.
1: <sighs> All right. Okay, well,
0: do we want to do hot mess moments? Sure. Yeah, you you want to go first. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go first. And I'm pretty embarrassed, but I just, it's like too good not to share. So, you guys have, if you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard about me figuring out how to use my daughter Nora's little travel potty in the case of an emergency. So, um, since the pandemic, I just like will not use a public restroom. Like, I would rather. Expose myself and get a ticket if I have to, then like use a public restroom. Just bleh, right? And so, you know, I was peeing on the side of the road all the time. I finally figured out I have her potty in the car with me. It just takes these little plastic bags. I, it was a really big emergency one day. Used it. Great. So I'm I'm excited about that, right? I know in a worst case scenario, like I don't just do it for fun, but I know in a worst case scenario, I'm going to pee my pants if I don't pee right now. I have her potty. So, you know, I've done it maybe two, three times, right? I I pee a lot. I drink a lot of water and (laughs) coffee and whatever. Bladder's not what it used to be, you know? (laughs) So so, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, we were at the zoo and I'm not going to use the zoo's public bathroom. And I had to go so bad and the parking lot was packed. People everywhere, I'm like, okay, I can't pee outside. Like, I just can't do it today. I have the potty. I know how to do this. I've done it a few times. Like, I've got this. She's in her car seat watching me, unfortunately. <laughs> so I scoot up the passenger seat as far up as it can go. I pop up her little potty, put the bag in it. I'm like, okay, yeah, mommy's using your potty. This is funny. Ha 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 ha. And I, I pee. And next thing I know, I realize I was parked at some kind of angle. And so the pee was actually not going in the bag; it was going out backwards from the back of the bag. And I got maybe maybe a quarter of it actually in the potty, and the rest of it was all over the back seat of my car, the floor, the floor mat. <laughs> so, and as it's happening, like I I understand what's happening, but like you can't just stop peeing. And you know she's watching me, and I feel like most of my hot mess stories are now about me peeing, but um <laughs> luckily my husband just put in weather tech ta- weather tech uh, floor mats into yes. my car. Oh you huge gosh. lifesaver. I was able to just wipe up the pee and do a little disinfecting and I was <laughs>
1: just like new so
0: yeah probably the last time i'll be doing that so
1: (laughs) i mean at this point you could just invest in some depends and we will not judge you (laughs) especially if you're wearing those no gen z pants there's some room in there there are there is some room in there yeah you have a good point (laughs) oh my word (laughs) well yeah that thank you
0: for that That you're welcome That visual. I hope I painted you a really, really nice picture
1: there. Do oh, <laughs> you gotta do, what you, gotta do you know. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Well, mine is not that funny. It just I don't get out much anymore, and so being out in public and being embarrassed, like I thought I would share. So, um, I had to take our cars to get oil changes, and so I like take my van. I've got. The kid's in the back seat and you get to stay in your car now and just like pull in. Um, They change your oil and you leave. It's all cool. Um, So I pull up and I'm like nervous because I'm like, I don't know what to do when I'm in the car and you're out there. Like, please don't ask me any questions. He's like, okay, can you pull up your mileage? And I'm like, okay. Uh, And I just like (laughs) cannot figure out where that is. I mean, I know it's supposed to come up on the dashboard, but it's not there. And I'm like, um, okay, let me figure out which button. And I like go over to like the stereo that has like all the info buttons you can push. And he's like, um, do you do you mind? Can I just reach? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Do you need me to get out? And I'm like, oh, And I was like, you want me to get out? And he's like, no, just like I can just. He just like reached his arm in and pushed the little trip button on the thing. It popped up. I was like, so embarrassed. Like, okay, cool. And, and then I pull in, and they're like, okay, can you pop the hood? And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> I like panic, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, where's the button? And I'm like, this is so embarrassing, and I just felt. And I have, like, my polite stranger voice, which is, like, a little more girly. I'm like, okay, oh, sorry, haha, just a minute. And I'm, like, looking for the button. I'm like, okay, I don't know where it is. Like, what's happening? So much pressure. And so he's like, do you want some help? And I was like, yes, please. And so he opens my door. And again, I'm like, do I need to get out? Like, what do I do? And he just, like, reaches under, pushes the button, loves it. I'm like, okay. And I was like, I swear this is my car. I just, I don't know why I can't find anything on it right now. And I was all flustered and then afterwards I had to like have them reset my like oil gauge thing and I'm like I don't know how to do that can you please do it and I just like sit back and I'm like please just do it for me I don't know what I'm supposed to push so embarrassing yeah so I just felt I just felt very like old and like just that old lady who just like doesn't know her shit like ditzy like oh I've never touched my own car before like I've changed yeah. my own tire on that yeah. thing by myself. I don't know why I don't know where the freaking button is for the trunk. So yeah. Felt like a hot mess. Really embarrassing. I'm just thinking like we're like
0: when we're when we were younger, like that would have been like, oh cute and
1: ditzy, but like now we're at the age where it's like old lady. Like oh man. And I was like, wow. I hope he doesn't think that I like. So, stole this car. Yeah, I went and stole a dirty-ass minivan. Mini yeah. I don't think I had to worry about that. Oh man. That's so funny. Oh my
0: gosh, that's so funny. So <sighs> I could have been my- there.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, I have really, really loved this episode. This has been a fun topic, and as you guys know, with our book coming out, we'll be talking a lot more about millennials and... Uh, just coming up with some helpful ways to balance being a boss lady or a working millennial with children. So we're going to keep you guys posted every step of the way as we are creating this book on our way to being published authors. And we're going to be talking about it a lot. So if you have ideas or suggestions, let us know. Before we end our episode, we do want to share another announcement that we did when we went live the other day, but we are going to be doing a live secret podcast that will not be released at all on our podcast platform. You will only be able to hear the podcast if you attend it live, and we will have tickets available on Eventbrite, and so we'll get links for that here shortly, but it's going to be on the 16th. Mm -hmm. and probably around 7 30 p.m. we'll let you know the time for sure um but friday the 16th and we're going to be talking about mom mom after dark so there's going to be no questions that are off limits you can submit your questions anonymously you can send us your hot mess moments this is going to be a fun exciting taboo kind of (laughs) different episode than what we've ever done before And so we're really, really excited to do this. And the reason why we're doing it is, one, we've just been talking about doing something like this for a long Mm -hmm. time. But also, we are trying to raise a little bit of money for our publishing costs for our book. And so the tickets will be available by donation. And all of the donation proceeds will go towards our publishing costs. So if you would like to support us and join in the fun, we would love to have you there. And we would appreciate it.
1: And it's virtual we should mention. virtual virtual yeah. live, virtual. yeah it's on yeah, zoom live virtual yep so you can put on your cozy jammies grab a glass of wine come hang out with us and it should be a lot of fun yeah, yeah boss ladies after dark like that it's i'm so excited
0: yeah it's gonna fun. be awesome so stay tuned for more info on that and we'll talk about it every week to remind you guys but yeah i think that's all we have for this episode yep yeah all right we'll see y'all next week all right bye okay bye thank you for listening to boss ladies and babies if you like this episode be sure to rate review and leave us some feedback
1: make sure to follow us on instagram and facebook and join the conversation in our facebook group at boss ladies and babies and until next time stay stay bossy. bossy